Open up your Bibles. Open up your Bibles. That's better. Romans chapter 1. I kind of want to just say goodbye to you and write, 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 write the young man. <laughs> it's time to preach. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 1, beginning verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes first. For, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Can you say that with me? The just shall live by faith. Again, the just shall live by faith. One more time. So it's talking about those that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior as the payment for the remission of sins. The blood of Jesus Christ to pay, those that have accepted the blood of Jesus Christ as payment for their sins, those that have surrendered their life and allow God to come and live inside of them, those that are blood-bought children, sons of God. That have been made righteous. You, you didn't earn righteous. You were made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And so we have been justified. In other words, we have been, we have been, uh, we have been made righteous. We have been set free from the curse of sin and death. So that when we stand before God, he no longer sees the sins of man. But he sees the blood of Jesus. And he has nothing against us. All he has is love. Amen? Tell your neighbor it wasn't me. That's what Jesus does. Jesus does not just pay for your sins. He destroys the evidence that the sin ever happened in your life. Amen. So if, if you went into, if you were held, if you were going into court and people were accusing you of some sort of crime, but there was, but something happened to the evidence. They have no case against you. And so the ruling is you are free and so Jesus did that so the Bible says that those that have been justified the righteous which is you and me that accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior we live by faith amen so say I live by faith, I live by faith. the just live by faith now you might be doing things that you're not proud of and things that maybe have been strongholds but it doesn't mean that 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 the blood of Jesus is not able to to cleanse you of that sin it just means that there's some things that the Lord has to set you free from. Amen? And so we're at war with those things that are not of God. Amen? And, and God doesn't change. He calls those things righteous and he calls those things unrighteous. And, and you're going to choose to live righteous one way or the other. You're either going to come because of his grace and his love and his glory. Or you're going to have to go through some things that, that are part of correcting and and bringing you back into the righteous path. Amen? Amen. So, the just shall live by faith. So say, I live by faith. Amen. Now, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, 
For we walk by faith and not by sight. So two things. I live by faith and I walk by faith. In other words, just my very existence is by faith. And just being able to get from one place to another, it's by faith. So everything that I do and everything that I am, it's by faith. My faith, I'm saved. I'm saved uh, by grace through faith. I can hear about the love of Jesus Christ, but if I didn't have faith that Jesus was real and that Jesus loved me, then there's, I'm not saved because I, I didn't believe in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. It doesn't mean that Jesus didn't love us. He loved us, but you have to accept what he's done for you by faith. Amen. Amen. So, so my name is written in heaven. How do I, how do I know? By faith. I heard his word. I believed it, and I, I, I walked by it. Amen. So I don't walk condemned. I walk delivered and saved. I might have something in my life that's broken, right? But I don't accept it as that's me. By faith, I'm believing God that I'm free. By faith, I believe I'm the righteous of God. By faith, I, 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 I believe that all the blessings of Abraham are upon my life. By faith, I am saved. Amen? Hallelujah. And so it says the just live by faith. And then it says we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? Hallelujah. So when I see something that doesn't look like God, I don't have to accept it in my life. Because that's not the way I live. I live by faith. I walk by faith. If, if you touch me, you should, faith should jump on you. I mean, everything should be faith. Amen? Amen? Everybody say faith. So here's the big question. What is it? What is it? Because most people, they talk about faith. Oh, you got to have faith. Oh, you got to walk by faith. You got to live by faith. But what is faith? And then they give the definition of faith, and it still doesn't make sense. I mean, because if, 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 if I could see it, if I could hold it, if I could touch it, maybe I'll know what it is, but you can't see it. You can't hold it. You can't touch it. So what is faith? That's what I want to answer today. What is faith? This is an ABC lesson today. But if you learn the ABC, it will take you to Z. Amen. And so I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to talk about faith. Amen. And I'm going to talk about why you need it. Hallelujah. This is good stuff. Amen. Hebrews 11, beginning verse 1. Here's the definition of faith. You ready? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And then verse 2 says, For by it, faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. Verse 3, by 
faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found, because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. So, Faith has the power to create everything. Everything was created by faith. It says there in verse, verse 3, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. It was all by faith. And so what is it? How can I get it? How can I walk by it and how can I live in it? It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So let's, let's forget, let's not think about the substance. Let's think, what are you hoping for? What are you hoping for? For a person who's sick, their hope is healing. For a person that is broken or maybe, maybe uh, doesn't have purpose, their hope is to find purpose. For a person that, that maybe is single and wants, and wants to be married. Maybe, maybe they are married, but they are not able to have children. Or maybe they've just been lost and they don't have no purpose and destiny in life. Whatever you are hoping for, what is that? And once you identify that, how can I get that? The way you get there is by faith. Faith is a substance, nor is the material, the, the, the building block of things hoped for. So th everybody has hopes. How many of you hope to be completely debt free? How many of you hope to, to live a, a good and prosperous life and a blessed life, a long life, uh, uh, full of joy and peace? How many of you hope for your family to, be, to, to, to live good and, and to, to be a blessing wherever you go and, and to, to be happy and full of joy and have peace? I mean, these are things that we all hope for. But how do we get there? By faith. By faith. The world has a different, they have a, they have a perverted sense of everything. The world will say, if you, if you want to have this peace and this joy, you have to go this way, and you go that way, and all it leads is to death and destruction. They'll say, oh, if you want to be happy, you have to have some sort of fame and have to have some sort of wealth. But you, there are a lot of people that have wealth and fame that are committing suicide, so I guess it didn't work. 
don't fail to meet a person that's full of faith that is thing that killed himself. I, I've never met that person. That that person that person never existed. A person that walks by faith and lives by faith and is walking with God. That person, matter of fact, they they lay down their life for others. But they, every time they lay their life down, they got more life. They have abundant life. And so faith is the substance of things hoped for. First thing you have to ask yourself is, what are you hoping for? And then, and then what, what is going to get you there is going to be faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So if I can see it, it's not faith. Say, if I can see it, it's not faith. So it's the impossible things that I'm hoping for. Faith allows me to get there. To receive it. To, to see it happen in my life. But I can't see it. I don't know how I'm going to get there. But faith is the building material that takes me there. Amen? The Word of God creates the hope and expectation. So when you hear the Word of God, like the Scripture, by His stripes we are healed and maybe sickness is happening in your body, your faith attaches to this scripture. Your belief begins to rise up the more you hear the word, the more you hear your, 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 your belief and trust and confidence in the word that it's available, it starts to rise up. And so what's happening, the Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's why every time you come to church, we tell you about God and we preach to you about God. And the more you come, the more your faith starts to rise up that, hey, this is real. Something is happening here. Because you're hearing it. You're hearing it. Being around it, you know, you'll doubt it. When you're not around it, you, you'll doubt it. When you're out, not around it, you don't expect it. But the more you hear about the things of God and, 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 and what God is doing, then you start thinking, well, well why not me? I want to be at peace. I want to walk in love. I want to, I want to, I want to be healed. I want to be whole. I want to be blessed. Why not me? And then the word of God declares these things over our life. They're full of promises that raises up our hopes. Stay with me. The word gives promises that allows us to claim as the things that we are hoping for. And so the word of God says, the righteous are not forsaken, nor are children beg for bread. But in your house, there's no bread or there's no food. So I hear that word, and I say, God, I don't have any bread. I don't have food. But your word says that the righteous are not forsaken, nor are children beg for bread. And that's who I am. I'm the righteous, and I'm your child. But there's no food. Something is off here. So, Father, I put my faith in you and my trust in you that you will be my provider. And so the hope becomes, the, 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 your faith becomes the building blocks to develop what you're hoping for. It's kind of like the path to get to where you want to be. Amen? And the Bible says this too. Faith without works is dead. So it's not just thinking about it. It's not just hoping for it. You got to do something about it. Amen. Amen. We're going to go into the scripture, but I wanted to give you a better illustration. 
uh, where is my teaching aid? I have a teaching aid. It's been around for a long time. This is a little, little thing here. And this is the stuff that you love as a kid and you hate as a parent. Okay? So Hebrews 11.1 1 says, for, says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right? So substance. Would you agree that this is some sort of weird substance? Right? And so this weird substance, you know, this is something illustrating physical in my hand, but faith is not physical. Faith is spiritual. I can't see it. I can't touch it. Amen? Uh, you know, so faith is not physical. But as an illustration, this substance, it has no dis distinguished form or it's, it's just, it's just, it's just Play-Doh. And so, the word of God sets expectation. So when you hear the word of God of healing, salvation, freedom, deliverance, provision, joy, peace, love, the word of God's full of words, full of promises on that, amen? The word of God is the truth, and the truth sets us free, amen? You might be facing a situation where it looks like there's no way out, but the word of God says that God will never put you in a position where he has not already provided a way out. That becomes an expectation, the thing I hope for, a way out. Healing, provision, blessing, deliverance. Not just for me, but then later on, I want God to use me to bring that to other people's lives. So I want to be, not, I don't just want to be blessed, I want to be a blessing to somebody else, amen. And so that's what I'm hoping for. Whatever it is, in as many forms as it is, there are these hopes that we have, these hopes that we, that we have, that we desire. The world has hopes too, but they're just going through it, the, they're going to it the wrong way. They're trying, to, they're trying to, to do it without God. But we have hopes, but we are going to get it because it's part of the promises of God that he'll bless us as we walk by faith. That's why one person could be blessed in the same church and another person cannot be because one chose to walk by faith and the other one didn't because the faith walk is your job amen and so faith is the substance so faith is the plato the substance of things hoped for the the building blocks of what what we what we will use to get what we hope for Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So I might be believing God for a ball, but all I got is building blocks, faith. Amen? And that, I'm using the illustration of a ball, but that could be healing, that could be provision, that could be direction, whatever you're believing God for, okay? And so, the Bible says faith without works is dead, right? So God gives me faith by hearing the word of God, my faith comes. I receive the building blocks, but then I have to put action to my faith. And so I take what, God, what, what rises up inside of me by hearing the word of God, and I start applying my faith. I start operating my faith. I start using my faith 
And it might be through confession. It might be through, through uh, giving. It might be through sacrifice. It might be through prayer. It, something that causes me to use my faith, to release my faith. And the Holy Spirit gives that direction. The Holy Spirit inspires us on what we must do to step into the place where we can receive what we're hoping for. So when I put my hands together, I am operating my faith. I'm putting my faith into action. This is the works. And it produces the bulk. The actions are not spiritual. They're works. Faith without works is dead. But faith with works takes you through to the hopes. Amen. So someone says, I'm believing God for healing. Well, the word of God says a believer will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But if you don't put action to your faith and have someone lay hands upon you, then what makes you think that you're going to get healed? I'm just going to think it. No, 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 no. You got to put action to it. You got to put action to it so they could produce what you want. Amen. God gives you the creative power to produce what you want, and it's called faith. He makes you just like him. And so when I'm using my faith, I'm speaking it. I'm living by it. I'm walking by it. I'm not saying I'm, I'm sick. I'm saying I'm healed. I'm not declaring that, that I'm never going to get healed. I'm declaring the Lord is my strength and God, God has raised me up by the stripes of Jesus. I'm healed. I'm speaking over my body. You're not cursed. You're blessed. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. I'm using my faith getting there. And even though my body might still be sick, I'm not quitting because God's word is already established. My faith is already established in the word. That doesn't change. What I'm hoping for is a promise, not a might or maybe or, no, what I'm hoping for is, is, is according to the word of God. Now, if my hopes are, are perverted, if my hopes are outside of God's word, you cannot expect God to bless you when you are asking God for something that his word says is not right. So once you know the will of God, you attach your faith to it. You start working towards it. You start claiming it as your own. And claiming it is your actions, your, your speech, your giving, your sacrifices, listening to the Holy Spirit, and then obeying him. Because he will speak to you on what to do. And every time he tells you what to do something, it's like a key that opens up. The, the door that takes you into the place where you can receive. Amen. Amen? The Holy Spirit might tell you to do something, and then you might question it. But first of all, I know you might have a lot of questions when the Holy Spirit speaks to you. But here's, here's the, 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 the most excellent thing to think about. The Holy Spirit's speaking to you. And you're questioning what he's telling you that you don't want to obey. I mean, he didn't talk to the person to the right or to the left. He didn't tell, some, he didn't tell the pastor. He told you. The Holy Ghost told you. And now you're saying, well, I don't know if I can do that because what he's, 
the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the, the, when, when the one that was hovering over the face of the earth, when it was out formed and without, when there was just nothingness, and heard the word of God and put into act, went, went into action to create th this world, is speaking to you. And you want to question whether he, he's right or wrong? And then you wonder why don't you receive? It's because you're not letting the Holy Spirit, you're not obeying the Holy Spirit when he speaks to you. Amen? Can I just give you some testimonies and stories about faith? Well, you're going to get them anyway. <laughs> Me and my wife were, were in Florida serving in the ministry over there, and, uh, and I was always in and out working in the television ministry over there, and, and Benny Hinn was preaching. And I was, I was directing in charge of the TV production, and, and I went... During the service, he had already ministered to everybody. And he spoke to the people. He says, how many of you could believe God, that God will increase you to be, to be a blessing? And he began to talk about the needs of the ministry of, of, of the local church there and some of the vision that was happening there. And he says, I want to come into an agreement with you that God will increase you and prosper you so that you could give bigger than anything you've given in the past. And then he called out a number. He said, if you could believe God, that God will bless you with $10,000, that you know that if you receive $10,000 will be a miracle, if you could believe God with me, and I'm going to pray over you that, that you will receive $10,000, and when you receive it, you know it's for the Lord. Now understand this. I don't have $100. $10,000 was a miracle. It was a sign and wonder. I didn't know where it was going to come from. I work for the church. You don't get blessed from the church with a $10,000 gift. I've, I've, listen, I grew up in the ministry. You know, I was hired by default because my father was a pastor. And, you, and someone said, oh, that's nepotism. It's not nepotism. It's called slavery. Because I did things you couldn't hire people to do. <laughs> I remember one time I was my dad's TV producer. I would do everything. I would produce TV programs. I would preach all over the world. And I'm in high school at the time. I'm, I mean, I'm setting up the church. I'm doing everything that you see that it takes a, a team of people to do. I would do it all by myself. And I would do it almost daily. And I was thinking, you know what? I want to get some money for this. And I thought, okay, I'm going to ask my dad to pay me. And I began to think, what? Okay, so I, I, I geared up the nerve <laughs> to go to my dad. And I said, Dad, I'm producing programs that are being aired all over the world. I'm making sure that you look good on TV. It's broadcasting everywhere. I'm, I'm opening up the church, closing the church, cleaning the church, teaching the whole production team. I'm doing editing. And it's not like the, the editing, the simple editing you do now. Back then, you, you had to really mess with stuff, you know. And I, I was doing all that, you know. And, and I think I need to get paid, Dad. I, I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm brave. I mean, it took, took me a lot. I practiced. I practiced all my speech. I, I think I need to get paid, Dad. And my dad just sat there and listened to me. I said, said Dad. I think I deserve 
$100 a month. He looked at me, sold. I said, uh-oh. I think I undercut myself. <laughs> and, and, and when I got married, I got a raise. And then when I had another baby, I got, when I had my baby, that's when I got another raise. I mean, that, that's, the, that's ministry. That's ministry. But God took care of us. Amen? And so here, Ben, he has challenged everybody. He says, if you could believe God and use your faith, and I'll use my faith, that God will give you $10,000. I wasn't even, I was working in, in the TV production. And I was coming in and out. But when he said it, I said in my heart, Lord, use me. If you bless me with $10,000, I'm going to honor you with it. And I just said, amen. I talked to my wife. I said, honey, I, I, I put my faith out there. We're going to believe God for $10,000 to give to the ministry. I didn't know how. I didn't know what. But you know what happened? In about, about less than three months, the Lord brought in $10,000. And the last offer we gave before we went back to Texas was a $10,000 offering. Amen. Somebody say faith. faith. Amen. It's only by faith. Someone says, well, that's a coincidence. No, it's not a coincidence. It's faith. It's faith. In, when, when I was dealing with the, with the pain in my heart, I knew I needed healing. And there was the elders of the church that were there, and the word of God says, if anyone's sick, let them go to the elders' church. Let them anoint them with oil and the prayer of faith. Will, 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 will heal the sick, and if they committed any sins, they will be forgiven. So I went to the elders of the church, and they anointed me with oil, and they prayed over me, the prayer of faith. What, what was I doing? I was acting on what I was hoping for. I could have just said, well, I'm just, you know, God, you're infinite wisdom. I could just be healed right where I'm at. No, no, faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. Follow the word of God, amen? amen? And so I acted on the word of God. I obeyed the word of God. I got prayed over, felt the glory of God, but I still had the pain in my chest. I still had the pain in my chest. When I got up, I said, Lord, I did everything according to your word. So by faith, I am healed. It's done. It's finished. I might still have this pain in my chest, but by the word of God and by faith, I'm healed. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not going to cry about it. I'm, not gonna sp I'm just going to stand Healed in Jesus' name. It was a commitment in spite of what I saw and felt. And so I began to walk it out. Every day I wake up, the pain will, will rise up. And I say, oh, praise the Lord, I'm healed. Calling those things that are not as though they are. That's what the Word of God says. Standing, walking by faith and not by sight. Walking, living by faith. Day after day, nothing happened. Day after day, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. The pain would say, you're sick. I would say, I'm healed. What I was feeling was a lie. What I believed was the truth. Amen. Where was that? Was it in my body, the truth? No, it was in my mind, in my heart. I claimed it. I'm healed according to the word of God. Amen. The word is the truth. Amen. It, I, 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 I girded up my loins with the truth. I wasn't going to take off the truth to accept the emotions and the feeling of my body. I just claimed healing. And so there was a day... I was believing God that God would use me more. And there was a minister preaching, and, and he put a cross at the altar, and he said, if you're believing God for something, touch the cross. 
I was believing God that God would use me in the ministry of healing. When I went to the altar and I touched the cross, the pain in my chest left. And then when I gave my testimony, the anointing of God was there and everyone that was sick was healed. Amen. That's faith. I have tons of stories where we didn't have and God provided. One time, you know, we had so many needs in the church, and, and we always do, but the Lord always provides, so we learn not to even worry about them. Just, you know, we just walk by faith and not by sight, you know. We don't know how the Lord has taken us this past 14 years and put us here. I, you know, it's a sign and a wonder, a miracle that we, you know, that, 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 that the church has been in existence. You know, when we took over at the church, we had six lawsuits, less than 100 people, no money, and everything was breaking around us. But somehow, someway, God would answer every single step. I never stood up here crying, if you don't give, we're not going to. No. That's not my, that's not faith. That's begging. Righteous are not forsaken, nor will their children beg for bread. And if God's not taking care of this church, why are we even here? But over the years, the Lord provides, the Lord provides, the Lord provides. We walk by faith. How are the needs going to be taken care of tomorrow? I don't know. Will they be taken care of tomorrow? Yes. How? By faith. Am I worried about it? No. No. Am I crying about it? No. Because every day I see a miracle. Every day the Lord speaks to somebody and, and blesses one area or another area and it just shows up. I know what it is to live when the ravens bring me fresh bread and, and meat every day. Because I just heard the word of God. The Lord said, stand by the brook. So I've been by the brook of FPG. And the ravens come and feed me daily. Feed, actually, not me. Feed this church daily. Amen? And this is in everything. This is in your home. This is in your family. This, this is how the, you're going to get out of debt. This is how you're going to be a blessing to others. This is how you're going to purchase new cars and new houses. The, you're going you're gonna to have car, cars and houses that were given to you. I mean, this is how blessings happen. And people say, they all say, well, how did you do this? What did you do this? How... And you're going to say, by faith. And they'll say, well, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for you. <laughs> what I don't believe it, that's your choice. Do you, want, do you want me to be in depression, taking every kind of pill, drugged up, living a life of, of, of fear like the rest of the world? Or just live free and trust in God that the same God that, 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 that the same God that saved you is the same God that will clothe you and take care of you. I, and it's become so easy to trust God once you know the will of God for your life. When you know that the Lord is speaking to you. To tell you the truth, that should be your prayer. Lord, speak to me. Lord, speak to me. And the Lord will say, give. <gasps> 
it's funny. People will come, Pastor, I heard the word of the Lord. Really? What did he tell you? The Lord told me to tell you to do this. I'm like, look, God knows how to talk to me. I remember this one woman. This woman had great potential to be used by God. Great potential to be used by God. And I remember this was maybe we're, we're past her two or three years. And this woman, she was sitting across from me. We were in the, in the back room over there. We're, there was like a luncheon that was happening. And she said, Pastor, wouldn't it be wonderful to have Joyce Myers come and preach to us and encourage the women. And I looked at her and I said, why don't you be the woman of God that encourages the women? And she began to cry. And the reason she cried is because I was telling her what the Lord had been speaking to her. Did she do it? No. But it was so easy for her to have faith that somebody was already doing it to do it. How many of you are champions of faith in this place? Don't pass on what God tells you to do to somebody else. You'll never get there. You'll never be happy. You'll never fulfill the call of God in your life. Always thinking, oh, pastor could do it. Pastor Veronica did it. Pastor Veronica, I got a great idea. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. She's going to look at you and say, God told you. Didn't tell me. I'm already doing what God called me to do. It's time for you to do what God called you to do. But you have to walk by faith. And not by sight. And so God will speak to you. He always speaks to you about giving. And listen, God doesn't play games. Tell your neighbor, God doesn't play games. He doesn't ask for the $5.50 that you, that you were saving for lunch. He asks you for stuff that you, that only he knows. That only he knows. He knows. Like, I mean, he goes for the good stuff. I mean, how can you hide anything from God? You know, this, this is for the Lord, but this one is for me. Underneath my bed. And then God says, hey, that stuff underneath your bed, I want that. There was this man that, that he was driving this old truck, an old breakdown. And so he started saving up for a new truck. You know, this truck was breaking down, and he started saving up. And he had, he had saved up $2,000 already, and he made the mistake of going to church. See, people get angry at the pastor, but the pastor never tells you what to give. It's because God, in the midst of the pastor speaking, God speaks to a person's heart about these hidden treasures that these people have. So don't get angry at me. I'm just doing what God told me to do. You get angry at me because God told you to do something? Come on now. You're getting angry at the wrong person. But you know it's safer to get angry at the pastor but not angry at God. Amen. I can leave that church, but how can you leave God? You know? 
And so this guy shows up to church, and God speaks to him, give the $2,000. And the guy's like, God, my truck is breaking down. I need a new truck. God said, give the $2,000. Because God doesn't change his mind. Amen. The more you spend time with God, the more you know his voice. Trust me, the devil never tells you, give $2,000 to church. The devil never says that. The, the devil's always, don't do that. You fool. Oh, they're going to get angry at you. Nothing's going to happen. Maybe the devil will always give you the negative. But God's always, give the $2,000. Do this, do this. And so the, the guy heard from the Lord. And so he took the $2,000 and he gave it that night. Gave it, released it. He's leaving the church. He's driving in his old broken truck. And in the middle of the night of him driving home, the truck breaks down. Now you really are, now he's really angry, you know. <laughs> this was for the new truck, and now the old truck broke down, and I gave the 2000 He's angry. He's frustrated. He pulls over on the side. He opens up the hood. He doesn't even have lights. He doesn't know what's going on. He sticks his hand in there, and he feels this big thing of goo, just, just grease and stuff. And it's like, what is this doing here? And he's feeling it. And, and as he's feeling it, he, he's able to take it out, and he pulls it out. And then he begins to uncover it. And it was like this, it was goo, but it was like crusted over. And he began to peel it. And it was a wad of money, about $15,000. Pastor, God doesn't do that. How many of you have had that miracle happen where God just gave you a hidden treasure like that? Lift up your hands. Wow. Keep them up. Wow. Unexpected. Unexpected. Just because of following God. If you haven't had that, get ready. But the secret is to walk by faith and not by sight. It could be in healing. It could be in direction. It could be in provision. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Just trust the Lord. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow the Lord. I'm going to obey God. Amen? That's walking by faith. I'm just following God, trusting in him. I'm not going to question him. I'm just going to honor him and obey him. And even when you think, well, did I really hear from him? I'd rather do what I believe he's telling me to do and, and, and then to doubt it and miss it. I've given money to people where I was thinking, did God really tell me to give them that money? But I know that I, I know I gave in obedience. I mean, I was, I was wanting to be obedient so much that I was unsure if he was saying yes or no, so I just did, I just did it anyway. I didn't miss out. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I share one last story? 
And I could talk about provision, but this could be health. This could be in direction. It could be in finding a spouse. It could be in your ministry. It's in every aspect. We walk by faith and not by sight. If it's not faith, it's not real. To tell you the truth, everything else that you, everything that you see is fake, but what you believe in the word of God, that's true. I remember one, one time I came to church, Sunday night, beginnings of, the, of, of me and my wife being pastor, you know. Sunday nights, it was just the hard Pastor Kevin pushing through. My wife was at home sleeping because of all the things that she had been doing in the morning time. And so there was, there was maybe about 20 people here on a Sunday night. And I, I, I walked into church, and the Lord says, I want you to anoint every person's feet with oil. Don't preach. And I looked at everybody that was there. <laughs> and then I began to imagine their feet. <laughs> and I'm thinking, God, are you really telling me to do this? Anoint everybody's feet with oil. Don't preach. Do you know who's here tonight? So I looked at everybody. I said, take off your shoes. Take off your socks. And let me tell you something about that's really unique. I'm so happy that you guys are here tonight. I really am. Because you guys are somewhat normal. But when, especially when you're beginning in ministry, you don't get any normal people. <laughs> Trust me, you weren't normal when you first came here, you know. <laughs> but the word of God's been sown into your life. Amen. <laughs> there was this one man. I'm not even going to say his name. He's not, he, you know, he went, really went to be with the Lord. I still have visions of his feet. He's one of those men that, he's one of those people that are here but not here. You know, he's already increased in age and he just comes because that's what he does all his life. And, but, you know, I mean, he couldn't even hear or anything like that. Let's just say his feet weren't pretty. But I, I told the Lord, I said, okay, Lord, I believe you told me to anoint everybody's feet with oil. And, you know, God didn't just say, just pour the oil. I mean, anoint them, anoint them. And so I told everybody, take off your shoes. Take off your socks. I'm not going to preach. I'm just going to anoint your feet with oil. And it wasn't just like, you know. It was stay there. Pray over them. Anoint them. I had never done that before. 
I'm not a professional feet, professional feet anointer. And so I went to the first person, and when I looked at their feet, I didn't see their feet. It was like I was looking at the feet of Jesus. And when I touched them, just the glory of God was there. And I would anoint their feet, and then I went to the next one, and I anointed their feet, and the next one anointed their feet. And people who were sick, they began to get healed. I want to tell you, even though I prayed and anointed their feet, the Lord blessed me. Like even just talking about right now, I, I sense God's glory. But it's all by faith. To know that you heard from God or God gave you direction or wisdom and just to obey Him. And you know, the thing about faith is sometimes you think that the end is going to be one way, but it's another way. Because here's the only promise that God gives you. He says that what He's going to do by, as a response to your faith is going to be greater than you ask, think, or imagine. There, there was this one man. His, he had three children. And then his wife one day said, I don't love you, and left the home. This man loved his wife, and he loved his God. So he went to his pastors, and they prayed with him and encouraged him. Stand strong, walk, and walk by faith. Believe God for restoration. And so he was believing God. The wife had gotten addicted to drugs and ran off and just began to live a, a terrible life. But this man stood in the gap, and he, he stayed. He became a father and a mother to his children, and, and, and he held the family, kept on trusting God, going to God, praying for his wife for freedom and restoration. And, you know, and the wife didn't want nothing to do with the family, didn't want nothing to do with him. Just trusting, believing year after year, Asking God, God, heal my marriage. I'm going to trust you in this thing. I believe that you're the one that, that can restore this whole thing. Only you can do this. I need a miracle, Lord, but I trust you. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. His wife ended up getting, they, they ended up getting divorced. She applied for divorce. She ran off and she remarried. But then the Lord began to heal him. And then the Lord brought another woman into his life and they fell in love they got married they've had four children and they're pastors and when sometimes we're asking God for one type of blessing because in our imagination we only see the moment we think it's the best thing is going to be here but when we trust God for healing restoration it could come in ways that are beyond our imagination that at the end we'll be giving him the glory and thanking the Lord and saying, Lord, thank you. That's why the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I don't understand this. My understanding, I think it's this way, but, but God's understanding, it was so much greater. Amen. And so when you walk by faith, just because it doesn't look like what you think it looks like, I guarantee you at the end, it's going to be better. Amen. Say, I walk, I walk by, faith by faith and not by sight. Not by sight. 
Faith is the substance of the things I'm hoping for. The evidence of things I cannot see. I have to use my faith. I have to work my faith. Faith without works is dead. I am a, a mighty person of God. I live by faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Stand up on your feet. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands to heaven. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this word. We thank you, Lord, that you encourage us to live by and walk by faith and not by sight. Lord, that every day that we will, your word says, Lord, that when we walk by faith, that we please you. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so, Father, I thank you that there are great God pleasers in this place that will choose to follow you in spite of what they see, in spite of what others say, but to live walking, chasing after you. Holy Spirit, I ask you to strengthen their faith, to speak to them clearly, and give them encouragement that even when they, they feel like they're not making it, Lord, strengthen them, Father God, so that the blessing will be even greater, Father God. And Lord, let them move mountains, Father God. Let their children know that, they're, that they're, their parents are, are mighty people of God that walk and live by faith. So Lord, we will speak faith and not fear. We will hold on in spite of what it looks like. We will declare your word, Father God, believing that it shall come to pass. And Lord, I thank you that you are the author and finisher of our faith, that you speak to us and that we're just following you and obeying you. But Father, I thank you that it's all part of your great plan to bring redemption and salvation to all men. So Father, we realize that the faith that we are walking by today is part of your work of bringing blessings and restoration and deliverance to others tomorrow. Lord, I ask you to speak to your people. Let them know your word and know your voice and give them courage to follow you in spite of what others might say. I ask you to bless your people. I thank you, Father God. We love you, and we give you all the glory and the honor.